Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Tuesday morning, May 17, 2022. It is 610 and right now in the capital city, we've got 66 degrees before... Things get a little uh, a little stormy later on today, as Mark indicated to you, Lincoln, now in, according to the National Weather Service, the uh, the orange area on the map. That's the easy way to say it. The orange uh, section on the map, which is known as enhanced, uh, basically including Omaha, Wahoo, Lincoln, Beatrice, Fairbury, Falls City, Nebraska City as well. So that chunk of it, and as Mark said, likelihood that we are going to see that into the evening, probably about 7 to 10, 8 to 11 in that area. So, of course, uh, we'll have our eyes on the skies for you tonight in case things get severe out there. I uh, do have a good show for you today. It's Tuesday. That means Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, will join us. We'll count down the five things you're going to be talking about today. We've got John Baylor. And for the first time in maybe a month, a month, a month, we have had enough, we've had space uh, on our 810 spot on Tuesday to bring back a little top five Tuesday discussion. And here's here's the one I've picked for today, Caleb. I'm I'm popping you on this right now, and Mark. Um, the, the top five Tuesday we are going to go to today is this scenario: you are required for whatever reason to delete all of the apps on your phone except for five of them. Okay, so you're not going off of what's on the sheet that you worked so hard. Do we have something on there? there? Let's see, top uh, set. I have uh, no uh, no segment on there on there for today. Oh, okay, I, I was looking Sorry. at I was looking at next week. Yeah, so no, we had yeah. I, th- I think we got one scheduled for for next week. So uh, yeah, I picked um, based on that. We are we're we're picking one of the ones in the ideas column there today. So yeah, we'll, we'll do this one here. I think it'll be a little bit easier too. What okay. time is this? Eight ten. <laughs> Yes, it's at eight ten. Well, I just got in here. So. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> this was not a this was not a uh, an award winning moment for planning right here. <laughs> so, so there's a a sheet that has all these ideas going forth that you haven't shared. Uh, I did. I think I shared it a long time ago, well, but you, then I deleted you it. Shared it, then deleted it, and then it didn't get reshared. And this is not how I envisioned. So you've actually the deleted the sheet twice. Uh, yes, I have. We actually went through Google to get it back, only for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to do. I want to do the app one. I think this okay. is interesting. Yeah, that you makes get sense. It, it's it's interesting. It's a little bit easier. We, we'll, we can save our our one for for next week or or whenever we need to. But yeah, five. You get everything deleted off your phone except for five apps. Okay, you keep five apps. What are they? Okay. So be thinking about that during the course of the show. We'll take your uh, text and call. I'll be interested in where people go. I know I'm solid on three of mine right now. 
I'm solid on three. I know everyone. I everyone's number cuts. one is the KLIN app. Yeah. Uh, yes. We can. Ju- we, I guess we can just assume that. We'll just say that's six. our free space. Okay, that's a free space. Okay, we're all going to assume that you want the KLIN app, so that will be built into these new phones that we've gotten you. That we're issuing you new phones. That's how it, it works. Let, let me ask the KLIN app, and it'll track everything you do. But don't worry about that. I'll, uh, it's I'll, just I'll for, ask an operational question on this, just to to make sure. Does it matter whether it's an Apple or Android? No, no, whatever, whatever kind of phone that you have, where you have, you have apps on. Okay. So whatever you can, you can do. My any, Palm Pilot doesn't have any apps. Any other questions? Any other? My, uh, we this were at the meaning of life. We were at my mom's house this weekend, and she was, I don't know, going through some old boxes and found like a an i uh, an iPhone three, like one of the, the first <laughs> iPhone she ever had, and she, it was funny. We showed it to my kids, and they were like, "What is this?" <laughs> like, I'm like, "This isn't even that different from. It's not really that different from current iPhone. It's a little different, but not all that current. It's so thick <laughs> and heavy." Show them a BlackBerry and see what they think. Yeah. You know? Now that I still, I'll tell you what, I still miss the full button pushy keyboard thing. I got, I got at one point, I mean, we're talking like 2008 or so, 2009, I could type on that BlackBerry keyboard like nothing else. You, li- you like the QWERTY back uh, yep, keyboard. I've, st- I've still, the actual push button keyboards, not the touch screen. I got really good at those, and, and I've never quite could, duplicated that. You could probably out-text uh, Caleb on that. I might be able to. No, I don't think so. I think I'd still win. <laughs> Maybe we're, we've got a... Uh, hmm. <laughs> Where are we going to find a BlackBerry, yeah. though, by the way? Uh, Hillary Clinton's got several. <laughs> okay. All right, good. I'll call her. I will call her up. Uh, hey, once again, guys, it looks like perhaps the issue of... Medical marijuana potentially becoming illegal in the state of Nebraska is going to go through the courts before it goes to the voters for the second time in a row, but this time a little bit different. Supporters behind the petition issue, as Mark reported, are saying that the way Nebraska has its petition signature requirements are unconstitutional, violative of the First and Fourteenth Amendments, violative of the Equal Protection Clause, because, see, when you need to get these signatures, you've got to get them from a percentage of multiple counties. The argument is, well, a percentage, 5% in Douglas County, is a very different situation than 5% in Cherry County, and therefore it essentially puts more onus, more emphasis on smaller counties than it does the bigger counties. And they believe that there have been similar rulings around the country that should aid them in this um, in this issue. But all of that said, you are you are not far away from your deadline on this. That's happening coming up this summer. And it, it sounds like I, I assume the fact that this law lawsuit exists, they've got a decent decent way to go uh mark in terms of actually getting the signatures that they're going to need legally yeah, last last week uh, they came out and said that they had fifty thousand signatures that need over eighty seven thousand i believe we're right about eighty seven thousand i did get a clarification on that there's actually two petitions and they've got like twenty five thousand signatures on each petition okay so they've still got a pretty big hurdle to go 
on on that. Um, the the challenge has been is they uh, one of their largest uh, donors died, and so they no longer have funding to do paid circulators, um, petition gatherers, signature gatherers, and so they're they're trying every way to to get it out on a more of a grassroots level, but. This is a, a different approach, a interesting one, and, and uh, it, for those that you know want to know the specifics, the, the current Constitution requires signatures come from at least 5% of registered voters in 38 of the 93 counties. Okay. So that's, those are the hard numbers as opposed to just the, you know, the dilution or the, it forces the, the larger counties and, uh, into an unfair situation. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and then is there also a total number requirement a roughly, as part of this, too? Roughly 87,000 okay, so under the, the current uh, constitutional requirements. So there's both of them. Okay. Um, and so what they're asking for is a declaration by the court that the multi-county requirement is violative of due process, equal protection clause, First Amendment, um, a pre- uh, preliminary and permanent injunction barring uh, the state from enforcing or threatening to enforce that requirement. Um, and then, so so that's it. <laughs> that's essentially it. So it looks like they're looking, so, so it looks like what they're going to ask for in court, Mark, is just that they hit the threshold number, right. not that it's got to be distributed throughout those 38, 5% of 38 counties, where if they hit the number, it doesn't matter where they where the, essentially where they came from. Correct. And, and the suit was filed, and it names uh, Secretary of State Bob Evnen as the... Uh, the representative the, of the, the rep- state, essentially. Right. Yeah, you th- because they, the Secretary of State is in charge of elections. Yes. So, And the uh, the Attorney General's office will be handling this for the state of Nebraska. So, we'll see. I mean, the, I mean there's a couple of ways you can look at this. Um, if, if they do have success in court... Uh, and and may believe that they're going to, based on what previous courts have done on this issue, um, it it does potentially give them a lifeline. But I think it, I mean, I think what I also read out of this is that I don't know if they're going to get this thing. That they're, right, they're not yeah. going to get the the as the current requirements stand. You're you may be they may be having a hard time probably my guess mark is even just getting volunteers it probably isn't too bad getting volunteers in omaha and lincoln but to get volunteers in all of these different counties yeah, to the point that you can get five percent in is, 38 counties in yeah. 38 counties is likely a lot more difficult latest approach was to put petitions in businesses yeah. around the state uh, i mean let's face it primarily going to be in cbd stores uh, and that's that's where they are. But again, you've got this distribu- uh, whatever the word is, distributive uh, requirement, and and those the number of those stores outstate just a, a lot smaller because it's a lot yeah. smaller um, clientele. A lot of them in Lincoln, though. <laughs> I'm of, not sure if you've noticed. A lot of them in <laughs> Omaha. So, uh, but the, what my question is is if this is overturned, does that affect the July seventh deadline? Right, and I assume not. I, 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 I assume not. I wouldn't think so, but yeah. also, what does this mean for uh, uh, ballot initiatives going forward, regardless of the uh, right topic? Exactly, and then if it's if let's say the Supreme Court rules in their favor, does that just mean you always have a threshold and you don't need to go to other parts of the state to get these signed? Like that's those are the those are the questions. Do you amend the Constitution? You know what? What do you do exactly if you if you get that ruling from the Supreme Court? But 
like we said for the second time in a row, the life of this position petition, excuse me, is likely going to be decided in a a courtroom, um, at least primarily or preliminarily before it gets to the the ballot box, if it gets there at all. Right. And and this is um, I believe this is in a federal court, as I understand it. Yes. And uh, so it could go all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, but right, I, I don't know what the chances of that might be. And as we know, in those kinds of cases, this might not even be rendered a decision before the July 7th deadline. The, yeah, we'll see. I t- they're asking for a preliminary injunction, so my guess is that'll be expedited quite a bit. Okay. And then, so you ask for the injunction in advance of going through the merits of the case. Gotcha. And they would grant or not grant the uh, preliminary injunction based on a set of factors, one of which is the likeliness of success on the merits of this. So it's it's kind of an early uh, early, early foreshadowing no. yeah, of, of whether or not it'll get on. So, um, yeah, we got that. We've, we've uh, got more, as you said, uh, a, a little more on this lawsuit. The the Herbster Slama thing looks like it isn't going to be going away, at least from Slama's side no, of things, although she would like to have Herbster's complaint dismissed against yeah, her. They filed uh, in court and uh, some pretty um, detailed uh, reports uh, or claims on yeah. what happened uh i'm not going to go into those i don't think no. you will either but you can read no. them online uh but it's supposedly a, what happened i mean it's more it it's her filing indicates it is yeah you're right it's a it's a tricky area to talk about but it seems more the, the allegation she's making is maybe a little bit more extensive than i thought it was initially right without going too far into something you guys don't want to necessarily hear about but you know what i mean especially before breakfast yes yep. exactly so yeah it's it, it i know i don't know when this uh ruling on on throwing out the herbster lawsuit might come down i, I think they're looking forward probably sometime in early june uh, at least a decision on it but you know yeah. it's, it's not going to affect the election that's for sure no no it's not and, and frankly i don't if, I don't know that any of these motions to dismiss are going to be. I mean, I, I, it'd, it'd be surprised me a bit given what the allegations are and the nature of this case. If if any of these are somehow thrown out initially before actually getting to the merits of that case, so yeah, that's what we've uh, we've got going on. A uh, r- little bit of a little bit of a rough day, Caleb, yesterday for Lincoln High School teams uh, playing in in soccer and baseball. Uh, you had Southeast yeah. girls had a shot at the state championship, mm-hmm. but they ran into this. Really good. Gratna team, a Norris, uh, man, heck of a game with Omaha Scott. Oh, I watched wow. almost all of that. that. That shootout is, that's intense. The oh, entire season yeah. coming down to that, and you have to walk up one by one. Yeah. And Scott was or, uh, Scott was down a uh, player for most of that game. Got a red card on their goaltender at the big, like the first ten minutes of that game. Yeah. So you're 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 down a player, and you have your backup goalkeeper in. Yep. Uh, and two teams uh, alive still in state baseball from from the Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to have well, to play each in other. Class A from Lincoln, and and they're going to play each other. So that'll be something. And whatever's happening in the water in Waverly at the ba- for the baseball team, congratulations because they have come out of nowhere like very rarely teams well, do in high school sports. They, they went into districts, and it was oh, we're playing the the top team. And they did the thing for major leagues, and well, the only thing left to do is win the whole yes. darn thing. 
And then they win that game, get into state, and it's, okay, well, now you get the new top seed, Norris, who's been on a roll mm-hmm. all season and played one of the tougher schedules, beats them right away. Then they run rule Beatrice yesterday, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. They're like two wins away from a title. <laughs> and then, a couple weeks ago, it didn't look like they'd be in state. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Ronda Ravel coaching them. By chance. <laughs> Man, something happened up there. But yeah, then, yeah. Uh, then Norris went and played a bunch of Central Nebraska co op. Yeah. And, uh, Norris, they're, they're out of the tournament. Potentially the the favorite to win that thing at yeah. the outset. So, yep, it's crazy as we uh, we finish up the school year, finish up those spring sports, and uh, get ready for the summer. All right, right. Now, will you clarify it, the top five Tuesday? Will you clarify this for me since you didn't have it? I'll, I'll come talk to you about top, it. You get five apps. You get a phone that you can put five apps on and five apps only. What are those apps? Well, okay, all right, I get that. But Jack, I don't like these head games that you're playing. Boggles my mind. Six twenty-six. It's LNK today with Jacket Friends on KLIN. Homeless Stillionaire can win five thousand dollars from KLIN at the Still Fine Wines and Spirits Superstore by signing up at KLIN.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 638, by the way, a little clarification on Top 5 Friday. Um, our Top 5 for or Tuesday, jeez. Top 5 Tuesday today. This is an well. all-timer really of well. first sound. Our Top 5 Tuesday, we, we, we haven't had a chance. We've been so, people clamoring to come on this show and we haven't had a chance to do a Top 5 Tuesday and uh, so I, I suggested one for today, um, and and we are doing. You only get to put five apps on your phone, uh, five apps on your phone. We are going to clarify though, like third party apps. So you you can assume that you still have your phone's core standard functions of the phone, the texts, the emails, the browser, the browser. So yes, third. Third party, mm-hmm. third party apps, and we're also going to give you. We're also going to give you a free space for your six one. That's the KLIN app, so you don't yeah. feel like you have to butter us up to say that. But other, so other than that, and Craig texted and he said, "I'm a Craig said I'm a boomer. I don't have five apps on my phone. I use it for calling people. LOL. That's fine too. Hey, look the, at you. The, you're you're well within your the, five. That's fine. You can do less <laughs> if you have if you have fewer than five apps you want. You can do you can do fewer <laughs> if you need to." Um, but I'm just gonna, yeah. I I I think I've got mine. I think I've got three picked in my head. So I gotta I gotta make some cuts for the final two before eight ten this morning. But we'll have some fun with that. Uh, text us into the Rickstein Recognition Hotline uh, to tell us what five app. Maybe maybe you'll find some new apps that you want if if you've got other people who can't live without them. Uh, all right, let's jump in 
to the sound off. A lot of news to get to today. Um, we came on yesterday and talked about uh, the the multiple mass shootings that had happened over the weekend. There's kind of a lot more information on the one in Buffalo than than the one that was in at, at the church in California. But we're starting to know a little bit more about that one now and the suspect. He has been identified by law enforcement investigators here as 68-year-old David Cho. He is from Las Vegas. What we do not yet know or least have not been told at this point is his motive also when and why he traveled from las vegas to this church here in orange county south of los angeles what we do know from investigators is this there was a lunch being held for members of a taiwanese church that uses this facility the gunman opened fire during that lunch all right so a a, a 68 year old uh, who had done this and driven multiple hours and and now in both of these um, both what happened in in Buffalo and the in Orange County you had people who had driven multiple hours to to get where they were going on this whole thing so uh, there, there's just not a lot more on this now other than the, the the suspect was detained at the scene after he was tied basically with an extension cord they confiscated handguns from him as well. Um, and so uh, waiting to find out a little bit more about this, but still just a, this is a horrendous weekend of, of news. Um, potentially maybe a little bit of a, a bright spot for those parents who are having a hard time finding ba- baby formula in the United States. It, it sounds like this uh, plant that got shut down that was a big part of all of this is going to reopen, but how long are the impacts going, is it going to take for the impacts to be felt? Maybe formula remains hard, if not impossible to find. Now one of the country's largest producers, Abbott Labs, says it is close to a deal with the government to reopen a Michigan plant, which hopefully should alleviate some of the shortages. We got a statement from the company in which it says, quote, its number one priority is getting infants and families the high quality formulas they need, and this is a major step forward towards reopening our Sturgis facility so we can ease the nationwide formula shortage. But officials warn, even when the plant reopens, this is going to take some time for these new inventory to reach store shelves. Yeah, uh, I would imagine if you're just restarting a plant that was offline, the even if you're going at warp speed, it's still quite a while before the impact mm-hmm. is felt with the products on the shelf and, you know, maybe maybe weeks. And so there are probably still going to be concerns and um, and maybe efforts needed to to make sure that the country is properly stocked up with these as well. Uh, hey, it's election day. We had election day, of course, in Nebraska last week, and talked plenty about that. But there's some key national races that are getting a little a lot of eyes in the political world put on them. Let's take a little bit of a tour through them as you're watching the headlines tonight. You'll have some background. Start in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Dr. Mehmet Oz, political commentator Kathy Barnett, and businessman David. McCormick all vying for the Republican spot on the midterm ticket and what will likely be a tough race to keep the Pennsylvania Senate seat in GOP hands. McCormick saying last night GOP voters should pick a candidate who can stop the Democrats. Who can win the general election in November because the stakes are so high and then who can get to the Senate and make a big difference on day one. And outspoken commentator Kathy Barnett surging in recent weeks becoming a surprise top contender. And Dr. Oz getting the coveted endorsement of former President Trump early on maintaining that he is a true outsider candidate all right that's right i forgot dr oz is uh, when's dr phil running 
I mean, that's that's what I'm wondering. We need to get all the TV doctors on. Oh, geez. on this whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, pencil, pencil. I know you said that tongue in cheek, but no, we don't. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we're gonna walk that one back. Uh, do I have a Dr. Phil impersonation? I'm not. I don't know if I. Nah, probably, yeah, it's, you, it's not going to be bad. You're going to have gonna to be, watch a video and then try that. Yeah, you can't you're probably just do it out of the blue. You're probably right. Uh, and and the Democrats have that um, uh, running for the Senate primary. They have that guy who's you remember during uh, the the 2020 counting when there was a lot of focus on Pennsylvania. They had that uh, that lieutenant governor named John Fetterman who looked like he was like a he looked like a wrestler. He mm-hmm. uh, he had like bald hair and this big goatee. He actually had a, a stroke. Uh, this week and so that that has been an issue as well so uh, but nonetheless yeah you've got you've got Pennsylvania so that's one of the states that people are are watching very closely and then another one is North Carolina an open Senate seat in North Carolina has attracted big fields of candidates but Republican Representative Ted Budd picked up the endorsement of former President Trump despite other well-known names in the race like Congressman Mark Walker and former Governor Pat McCrory Democrats appear to be coalescing around former State Chief Justice Sherry Beasley. Several Republicans are trying to unseat incumbent Republican Congressman Madison Cawthorn in the 11th District, the youngest member of Congress and a vocal ally of Trump. Cawthorn has also raised some criticism from House GOP leadership, and Republican Senator Tom Tillis took the unusual step of endorsing a primary challenger. In Washington, hmm. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Yeah, I don't think the, uh, the North Carolina Republican... Congress contingent are big fans of of uh, Madison Cawthorn. I don't know what what put it over the line. It was when he said in that podcast interview that they that there were a whole bunch of uh, orgies going on between members of of Congress. It might have been that, or it might have been something else. So that's that's something to watch there as well. And then a few other states as well going tonight in Kentucky, Idaho, and Oregon. A total of fourteen November House races will be determined. That includes one extra seat in Oregon, thanks to the twenty twenty census. Also in that state, a prominent Senate Democrat, Ron Wyden, seeks a fifth full term while candidate are lining up to see who will succeed two-term Democrat Kate Brown as governor. Republicans hope to hold on to Senate seats in the other two states, but Mike Crapo in Idaho and Rand Paul in Kentucky face challengers today. Runoffs are not a factor in any of these states. Win tonight, and it's on to November. Grinnell Scott, Fox right. News. So uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a lot better idea after tonight is over on what these key Senate races for the balance of power um, will look like when you get to November when it comes to both House and the Senate. We'll have a, a better idea, at least in some of the, you know, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, some of those will be actual potential swing races, uh, especially for Senate seats as well. And so those are going to be real, they're going to be real significant ones for having the most likely to, to win for each side of the party. Um, all right. Uh, we went up on the uh, on the COVID dial last week. The numbers in the capital city have increased a bit in terms of of cases. I've been watching the the daily reports um, nationwide. Kind of kind of a mixed bag right now. The Associated Press is reporting the Centers for Disease Control have officially tallied one million U.S. deaths attributed to the coronavirus pandemic. The White House had last week announced the number themselves. More than six out of every ten of those deaths occurred since Joe Biden became president. 
Some states and cities are reporting increased case numbers of COVID-19 again. New York City's mayor says it's enough to strongly recommend indoor mask wearing again, though he stopped short of announcing another mask mandate. Eben Brown, Fox News. Um, So, uh, number one on that whole thing, I remember, you know, the first few days of, of March 2020, and there were some of the very early sort of scientific writings coming out about this, and I saw one piece that had speculation speculated that a million people could could die from this and i was like i was like okay that's either ridiculous or like the scariest thing i've ever heard mm-hmm. and and i'm sure there, there are probably people who are saying well those numbers are are pumped up those are inflated but nonetheless we are at least allegedly at least allegedly there from that thing that i thought was unfathomable mm-hmm. um Two back in ago. march 2020 and now it it seems entirely I mean, now i'm just kind of Dropping it off as part of the uh, right. morning drive on this whole thing, or uh, sound off. Uh, sound, goodness sakes! By the way, speaking of the COVID numbers, you see the the White House has opened up more um, at home test kits you can order. Oh, really? Yeah, you you can order two. Huh. You you can go on and it's free, and you can order same two, way as the first time. Yeah, same way as the first time. You can order two sets of four, so you can get eight at home test kits um, going your way just to have on hand. Okay. All right. Uh, then, then the other thing that I will uh, I will mention. Let me see if I can find this this uh, tweet here. This is a positive. Uh, uh, Scott uh, Gottlieb, um, who uh, is is one of the you, you'll often see him on on media doing interviews uh, about this. But he he's said that some of these new variants BA four and BA five. Uh, the wave that they had been having in South America, which a lot of people, or excuse me, South Africa, that a lot of people were watching, has peaked, low hospitalizations experienced, and what they're seeing now is when those variants are spreading to other countries, they don't be, they're not gaining a foothold in places that had sizable waves of what was BA2. So that, I believe, was the Omicron one that happened early, late last year, early this year as well. So potentially some good news in terms of how we're handling how our bodies how our immunity is able to handle some of the variants that have uh that have gone around uh all right what else do we have going on okay is is he or is he not what is elon doing every morning i wake up and elon's got a new tweet uh casting some level of doubt on his acquisition of twitter elon's gonna end up not buying it he uh, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to wonder. Tesla CEO Elon Musk now says his offer to buy Twitter can't move forward unless the company is more transparent about how many of its accounts are fake. There's already been speculation that Musk was looking to renegotiate the $44 billion price he agreed to pay for Twitter. Now he says the deal can't move forward until it shows proof that only 5% of its accounts are fake spam. Twitter chief executive Parag Agrawal says the company suspends more than half a million spam accounts a day and locks millions of accounts suspected of being fake weekly if they can't be verified by humans. Jenny Coselda, Fox News. He's going to end up not buying it and I will just laugh even harder about the every, everyone's talking point that was Elon Musk buying Twitter is a giant win for freedom of speech. Wait, why? Why will that specifically make you uh, just Be, because we? It's, it never again, happened again. Well, it never happened, but as we talked about multiple times, Twitter is not set up to be some pantheon for your freedom of speech. It, it's 
The, if, if you, there are plenty of places if you want to go, just be able to shout anything you want into the void. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you can still do that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, well, nonetheless, it, I mean, this is this is an obvious statement, but this is just him negotiating right. essentially here at this point. This is just him trying to get a better deal, is mm-hmm. what this is, and saying, "Hey, you know, I was given, uh, I had false pretenses about uh, what exactly that I was acquiring." Since I had false pretenses, the dollar amount that that we've agreed to or is set is not appropriate. So we and need Twitter to cut doesn't that down. and Twitter doesn't have to um, accept a lower dollar amount, right? Yeah, so, well, they, so they can just leave it there we'll and be like, "Okay, happens. cool. I guess you're not buying it." We will see what happens with that. Um, all right, a couple other ones here. This is kind of uh, we'll we'll finish with this one. Actually, it's kind of interesting. So Uber is. Um, they're expanding beyond just the ride share service. And of course, they've already done the Uber Eats, and you've got a lot of apps that do that as well. But they are Those trying Uber to. Uber Eats commercials. <laughs> the ones where they eat things that they get in the mail. Just because you can Ubers it doesn't mean you can yeah, eat those it. Those are bad. Yeah. Some of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> and they have the mom from American Pie, and she's eating. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is. It's ugh. <laughs> uh, but anyway. So they're but they're going even beyond all that. They're trying to become kind of a, a single travel hub for their users. In addition to providing rides and food deliveries for its customers, you'll be able to soon book long distance travel on planes, trains, and buses just by connecting your Gmail account. The ride sharing company will organize hotels, flights, and restaurant reservations. And it's not just planes. This summer the company also said it was launching an option to rent party and coach buses and passenger vans through its US app in collaboration with rental service US Coach. Ways. The company will also offer vouchers for events from weddings to corporate functions. And Uber also said it's launching an autonomous food delivery pilot in two California cities. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Um, okay, I can kind of understand the rental van thing. Mm-hmm. That that makes some some sense. The party bus, I, I guess. But when you're talking about booking like air travel... There's got to be a real hook to go to that instead of the way you would typically do it, which I think for most people, at least for myself, and I never end up buying them anymore because they're so expensive, but I've looked a couple of times, which is just just using, I use like Google, Uh, just do Google and fill in the dates and Mm -hmm. look at the different options that way. Um, You know, how do you, how do you motivate people to to start thinking about using Uber in that way. I don't know, we'll, but listen, they know what they're doing. They've had some success with that app. All right, we will uh, we'll take a break. It is 67 degrees, partly cloudy skies in the capital city. We've got Joe Jordan coming up in 15 minutes, a little bit later today, Top 5 Tuesday. You get five third-party apps on your phone, five, but that is it. Which five are you taking? Uh, we'll have John Baylor joining us today at 35-2. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1400, 99.3 KLIS. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. KLIN.com. Who wants to be a stillionaire? You've got less than a week left to get registered for our $5,000 sweepstakes. But you do have this week to also get yourself some great wine from the still. They're going to be having a free French wine tasting on Thursday the 19th from 5 to 8 Coinciding with a French wine sale. <laughs> New exclusive deal for listeners, too. Stop and tell the staff, give me the radio deal. And they're going to hook you up with a handle of Tito's Vodka for just twenty nine. Excuse me, $25.99 plus tax. There you go. Uh, all right. 
Joe Jordan coming up. Top five Tuesday. The the you got you can only have five third party apps on your phone. Hypothetically, what are they? I'm, I'm learning what apps you guys use. That'll be interesting. Uh, John Baylor coming up as well. Seven o'clock. K L I N Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, it is 710, it is 67 degrees in the capital city. Welcome back to the show. Tuesday mornings, we talk to the news channel, Nebraska's Joe Jordan. He joins us right now on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline. Morning, Joe. How are you doing today? Good, Jack. How are you guys? I'm good. I am good. Um, Special election fever is in the air in District 1. So, well, I don't know if that's true (laughs) at this point. But nonetheless, (laughs) nonetheless, we're taking a... I'll tell you what, Joe. I am trying to get used to shorter commercial breaks. That's for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to, I'll come to the, uh, what I think is the end of the segment and Caleb will say, nope, you keep going. You got a couple of minutes left and, you know, you lose, you know, a, a significant chunk of your advertising overnight. Uh, that sometimes happens, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, let, let's talk first a little bit about this announcement yesterday from the people behind the medical marijuana effort to go to federal court and say that that the uh, that the process or the requirements for petition drives in the state of Nebraska are unconstitutional, violative of the Equal Protection Clause, violative of the uh, of of the First Amendment. I guess what's interesting to me, Joe, is that if this if this is going to be colorable, and and they seem to think that it is, it seems that there's been success in courts otherwhere, other other places. How has this not come up? prior because i would assume this is a difficult situation for really anyone gathering signatures for almost almost anything it's a legitimate question and i think the answer is that bottom line if if the folks promoting the medical marijuana push had enough money to go out and get paid you know uh petition gatherers they wouldn't be in court we all know that they, they've openly discussed that they had a, a major donor um, died and money that they thought they were going to receive to, to hire the, volu- uh, the the paid circulators never showed up. So now they're, now they're going to court. My guess is that other successful drives have had the ability to, to, to raise enough money to get the paid petition gatherers. So and if you get that, you can go into all these counties across the state, the smaller ones, spend time there, get that that number that you need to, in order to have five percent of the thirty-eight counties represented. Uh, so it's 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 a question of dollars and cents. If you've got enough money to run a successful drive to get the people to go out there, pay the petition circulators, you're going to have a successful petition drive. Without that, you don't have enough people to be able to cross the state of Nebraska to pull this off. Mm-hmm. They made it very clear uh, yesterday that I think of the, they need, you know, you need 38 counties have got to contribute at least 5% of the, the total signatures. 
they've only reached that plateau in four counties. Mm. And that's because they don't have enough people going out and getting the names. Uh, now, I don't know if if I'm, they're going to, you know, if this thing's going to work legally or not, uh, if the courts are going to act quickly or not. Uh, delay, will, it, will they delay the July, I think it's July 7th is the deadline to get the signatures in on all the petition drives across the state. Uh, is, is, is the, will the courts step in and, and delay that deadline? I don't know. What I do know is that it's very clear they're, they're going to court because they can't get enough signatures without paid circulators. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that uh, I I imagine that uh, perhaps you can get vo- volunteers perhaps or it's easier to get people to do that job in in Lincoln and Omaha. I know in Lincoln and and probably in Omaha as well and and some other places uh, bigger cities they've set up had businesses essentially host these these things for them but that's that takes more work that takes some more people that takes more money to do it in in some of these other counties as well but i i i I know i'm just coming back to the same question that i asked you like when you when you go into a petition drive like this if you think you've got a chance at being successful on something like this i don't know why you wouldn't have done it last year or any other time and i know what you're saying is they felt like they had the money but I guess that makes me a little skeptical of the likelihood of success on the merits of the case if you had this in your back pocket the whole time and had, had never used it, or any other petition drive for that matter. And, and and that's totally understandable. What they've said is where it, it was tested once before in Nebraska, uh, and a district court judge questioned and may possibly ruled against the uh, this this 38-county threshold thing. But it, when it got to the appellate court, the Eighth Circuit, it was thrown out on technical reasons, and the actual merits of the case were never determined. Now they're going to go that route. But I, but but you're right. I mean, if it's if it's not constitutional, why wouldn't why wouldn't the ACLU and others have stepped up before and said, you know, this isn't this isn't right. Let's get it fixed and get rid of it. Right. But it's, at the, at the, here they are at the eleventh hour, and really it is the eleventh hour when you've got. I think six weeks, maybe it's seven before we get to that July seventh deadline. Uh, they're they're clearly woefully short of the number of signatures that they need. I think they've talked before about being maybe twenty five, thirty percent of the way. That's a you know, they've been gathering signatures for quite some time, and with seven weeks to go, they're obviously well, well short of what they need. So they're going to take the legal route and see if they can you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat in the courts. Yeah, it's not like they're the first petition drive to probably struggle financially or to get people to you know gather signatures all all over the state you'll probably have ones that have failed in the past and said if they won that'll say why didn't we do this at, right. at the and then, and then i guess the next question is joe they're asking for a temporary they're asking for a, a preliminary injunction uh essentially stopping the state from in, enforcing the county requirement mm-hmm. I, I guess then what and i don't know that either of us know this exactly but what goes into the void then exactly if if the judge would uh, give that kind of a preliminary injunction for the next few months, you just then have the signature requirement, the total signature requirement, and just strip that out. Um, do you need to amend the Constitution? It raises a whole lot of question if they get the injunction at the outset. Well, and the other question it raises is if if, if the Secretary of State's office is, is put on hold and can't start counting these signatures and examining these signatures across the state on other petition drives as well, are they going to be able to have anything on the ballot in November? I mm. mean, at some point, yeah. I mean, it takes it takes several weeks to figure out if if you've got legitimate you know signatures on all these petition drives, and so if if, if the federal court does you know delay this July seventh deadline and and pushes it back, 
I don't know how I don't know how much time the Secretary of State's office needs, but I would think that that would become somewhat of a burden to, to examine all these petitions that they're going to be getting because there's a sev- there's several of them out there. It, there's right. more than just medical marijuana. There's several of them out there. Uh, uh, voter ID for one of them, yep. and um, it does take time to examine all those signatures and make sure that they're legitimate and they and they belong on the they belong you know legally ready to go. Yeah, without without a doubt, Joe Jordan, our guest from. News Channel Nebraska joining us right now. All right, let's let's flip real quick to uh, some of the things going on uh, with with the governor's office now. I, I guess first I want to touch on this this quote he had on CNN yesterday with Dana Bash made made a lot of news where he he basically confirmed that he personally would um, would not accept uh, rape incest in in a potential abortion ban in Nebraska. I guess my reaction to that was well, I I kind of assumed that given that's what the that's what the bill that was up in front of the legislature had already said, and and he had I don't know if he I don't know if he explicitly said he would sign it, but I I would have been very very surprised had he had he not, and so I don't know if this just became a thing because it was a, a governor on national TV saying this or something else, but in reality there shouldn't you know I'm not saying it's good or bad, but this isn't particularly surprising, right? You're, you're wondering if it was really news. Yeah, <laughs> that, you're exactly you're right. No, I know what you're saying, and I think, and I do, th- I think it, w- it was in large part it, w- it became news because he was on he was on CNN. I was wondering if he was. I was thinking to myself if he'd been on if he'd gone on Fox and said this, would it have been news? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and, and I'm not, and I'm not sure it would have been, but but for, for whatever reason, and, and we ran the story as well. Uh, I think it just. I my, my point was. To me, if there was a news angle out of it, it was that the, the governor was pretty much, you know, confirming any question that if Roe v. Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court, uh, uh, he and the, and the speaker are going to get together and figure out a way to to make this thing, you know, special session to make it work. Yeah. Now, what we what, what those of us in Nebraska are, 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 I think, more aware of than people across the country when it comes to Nebraska is this isn't a done deal. The legislature's it's 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 going to be a close vote again if we get to that point on whether or not you're, you're going to break that filibuster. Uh, it's it's going to be right there on the edge, uh, and we'll see and we'll see where it goes. Uh, it, it's 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 not by any stretch of the imagination a done deal. That if there's a special session. Uh, there's going to be a bill in a law in Nebraska to go along with Roe v. Wade should Roe v. Wade be overturned. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and either something has to change, some votes have to change, or the bill has to change uh, for for it to get through the special session compared to what happened this spring. And I don't know which it's going to be. Maybe there are votes to be changed out there after the Supreme Court decision, but but we, I mean we do have precedent for for what happens with this bill. And you've got you'll have essentially. The same legislature, although one really interesting thing that we were talking about yesterday on the show is, uh, of course, with uh, Rich Paul's passing away, he'll he'll be replaced. But you will also have uh, likely Mike Flood or Patty Pansing Brooks, who will be being replaced by the governor. If if somehow if, if it were Patty Pansing Brooks, if she were to win that congressional elect, uh, special election, go to Congress, be replaced her district in Lincoln by the governor. That would swing a vote in this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Yes. Without a doubt he would without a doubt the governor would appoint someone uh conservative, ready to over you know, ready to go with the overturn of Roe I mean, v. Wade. Wouldn't uh, that be something that the a Democratic uh yeah. finally for Democratic House member finally winning in that district is eventually the thing that 
uh, gave you enough votes to to basically cr- criminalize abortion in the state of Nebraska. It's just right. incredibly the, ironic. It is. The, the only caveat to that is that that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, uh, at some point, it, it, you know, whether it's this summer in a special session right. or next, right. you know, next winter's, you know, uh, spring, the, the legislature is going to be dealing with this again. Uh, and what, you know, I mean, it could be, and my guess is it, you know, there's indications that the Democrats are going to have a harder time maintaining their, that 17 votes that they need to offset any Philip, you know, to keep the filibusters alive. It's going to be closer supposedly next year than it was this year. Um, but again, uh, that, you know, the, the Democrats in the, in the state, in the legislature, it's been like this for four or five, six years now where they're, you know, just a couple of votes either way mm-hmm. and they can, and they lose that, that strength that they've got with the filibuster. So it's, this is, this isn't going to go away and it's going to come back on other bills as well, right. whether it's concealed carry or what have you. But, but, uh, that's the democratic party's challenge this November is to, is to, to keep that number as close as they can to 17. Right. But it'll, if it doesn't happen, it'll come back. Like you said, in, in the next session, without a doubt, um, I, we've got, got to leave time for this. You posed some interesting questions directly to Governor Pete Ricketts about his future. It's something we've all been speculating about for quite a while. You you asked him about president, about Senate, uh, about several things, and and he kind of tried to say, "Hey, look, I'm just focusing on being a governor." And you were like, "Well, well, you plan for things. I know you. You plan for things." And so you got a little bit. You got a little bit from him. What did you learn from the governor? Well, you know his his stock answer is, "I've got." Eight, eight and a half, whatever the, whatever the number of days, months he has left, you know, he's to be the governor. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when I, at the end of my term, I'm going to go on vacation with my wife and make decisions going forward. Well, you know, uh, I think we've all seen Governor Ricketts over the years. Uh, he doesn't just wake up one day and decide what he's going to do. Uh, he's got, a, he, I, I'm sure there's a, there's some plan in, in mind and, and, and going forward. Uh, the, the, the ultimate question is, in my mind, is he, is he running for president in 2024? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the whole thing about joining the Republican administration, it's, it's a bit off the table uh, because it, it's not clear, you know, who you know, it, it, the Republicans are going to get the White House in 2024. Or does Pete Ricketts, because he's got plenty of money, does he decide, you know, why not go for it? What have I got to lose? Um but he but he won't answer that question. Right. But the question he did answer, which I thought was interesting, was because he wouldn't talk about his national, you know, uh, profile going forward in terms of the White House or whatever. But he made it very clear he would not challenge Senator Fisher uh, if she runs for re-election to the Senate yeah. in 2024. So he's telling us he's not interested, at least not now. And in 2024, now that could change, you know, if, if, he, if nothing else happens, he could run for the Senate, you know, again, either against Ben Sass or Sass decides not to run in 2026. But he's telling us that the Senate's off the table. So what does that leave him to do? If he's not running for the Senate in 2024, I, it makes me more and more likely to believe he's, he's, he's thinking hard and fast about running for president. Now, and everybody says, well, he's got no chance. You know, he's from Nebraska. And I get that. But there is one thing he's got going for him. Nebraska borders Iowa. And uh, Iowa will still have, I think, <laughs> you never know for sure, right. on the Republican side, they're going to have that first in the nation caucus. People in Iowa, I think there's a good number of people in Iowa, especially Republicans, conservative, who know who Pete Ricketts is. And 
he's not a stranger to them as he would be like over in New, in New Hampshire where 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 they probably the Ricketts thing was probably more associated with the Cubs than it is with anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is you could see him doing pretty well, maybe even winning you know a caucus in Iowa depending on all these other people that are running, you know, whoever they well, are going to be. If Trump's not there, I mean, if right. uh, the, yeah, the, right. the, the, that's the, I mean, that's the caveat on all this. I sure. Think. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, so, so, and I think that decision gets, I don't know when governor Ricketts is going to decide, you know, that he's in this thing or not in this thing in 2024 or they, you know, because I think he and the rest of the Republican field are waiting to see what, you know, Trump is going to do. Right. Um, or, or, you know, now there's indications that are growing every day that a few people and, and like former vice president Pence being one of them, that they don't care if Trump's going to run, they're going to take a shot at him anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Christie seems to be in that vein as well. So there, there's going to be some of that. The, the problem with that is that the more Republicans that run opposed to Trump, if Trump runs, they dilute their vote against him and he gets that 35, 40% like he did yep. 2016 mm-hmm. and again gets the nomination because they've all, everybody else has fought among themselves. Yeah. So that's the problem the GOP it's, has is they're trying to figure out if they're going to take on Trump or yeah. not. And I always thought the Senate was the place for him, but yeah, if, you know, unless Fisher's stepping down, that's, that's a ways away. All right, Joe. He says she's running for re-election. Okay, well then I, I guess the book's closed. That yeah. could, well, that, you know, these things, I mean, you know, she could wake up tomorrow and say she's changed her mind. Now she hasn't said that. Right. But if she runs in 2024, he has now said clearly to me he's not running against her. All right, Joe. Good stuff. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Jack. There you go. Joe Jordan, News Channel, about 726 KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. All right, without further ado, let's get started with number five. The judge hearing the cases between Senator Julie Slama and Charles W. Herbster has now been asked to toss out Herbster's defamation, uh, defamation lawsuit. Easy for somebody to say. Nebraska Examiner reporting new details about an alleged sexual assault were also revealed in the filing. It's expected to be heard in June. The uh, allegations contain some very, very uh, disturbing um, explanations of what happened. Yeah. Uh, or allegedly happened. So, we'll, we'll see that the, the, the motion to, a motion to do basically throw this thing out is, is usually essentially based on saying, even if everything you alleged was true, you still wouldn't have a legal claim based on that factual situation. And that's defamation. And and case. that's defamation in this case. And now, part of her pleading is that the alleged defamatory statements were true or substantially true. Well, yeah, that's something that you obviously would have to figure out at, at trial. Uh, but she also argues that Herbster was a public figure and the defamatory statements were a matter of public prefer, uh, concern. Um, so the rules for public libel claim, there's a higher standard, essentially, for public figures. And she doesn't believe that he has pleaded those um, th- those elements of, of that case. So, uh, I mean, if I, I think as long as nobody dismisses anything, this thing is going to keep going. I, I don't really see it being thrown out of court. Slama is not obviously dismissing her counterclaim against Herbster as well. And so this looks like, barring any of them getting out of this thing, this 
uh, appears to me like it's going to be going on throughout the course of the summer in the in the background on this. It'd be interesting to know what the Pillen campaign, if they have anything to say about it. I doubt that they will. But uh, just where are the next? Where, where's the next events uh, on this? What happens? What? How does this proceed? In terms of the legal part of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're making these pretrial motions right now, assuming that no one decides to drop their case, assuming there's not some sort of a settlement that's agreed to. You then start doing the the discovery for trial, which are the depositions that... You know, have already been talked about a little bit, but you'll start doing depositions. You're gonna both of the counsels are gonna find out what what the other party is going to say, what the other party's witnesses are going to say. You reevaluate as to whether or not you go to trial, and and potentially you take this all the way to trial with this whole thing. But uh, you know, uh, of course, there's always a possibility a court could dismiss something. I'd be a little surprised if they did. Uh, if if neither party is gonna basically rescind their claim in this. It looks to me like there's a decent chance you're actually going to go to trial on this. On this. Uh, because I don't know that any side would like, would feel like they're saving face by settling in and this those situation would be with some two kind se- of a financial settlement. Those would be two separate trials, correct? The, w- which two trials? In terms well, the, of what? The sexual assault uh, that Slama has filed and the defamation that Herbster has filed. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's one, yeah, they're two different, yes. I mean it, to answer it, the questions, it's it's basically the same it, proceeding, it, probably. But yes, um, it's two separate. It's basically two complaints, essentially. It's a okay. complaint and a counter complaint. Right. So those are two separate separate things. Although there's relevance with with both of them. So anyway, that's that. Um, r- r- real quick though, I know this is on. I'm kind of adding another one in here. It was interesting what Joe Jordan uh, said that Pete Ricketts had told him. Um, basically saying, look, I'm not going to go into detail about what I'm doing, but did confirm he's not going to challenge Deb Fisher. Fisher says she's running for re-election. And so this idea, and I know there were a lot of people who were kind of on the inside who thought the Senate was the most likely next step for Pete Ricketts, but if what they're saying holds true, I mean, you're waiting four years otherwise to get Ben Sasse's seat. And it feels to me like that's a that's a long more than four years yeah, to four do and that. A half, four and a half. Yeah. And so, what else would it be if that's not it? And and Joe was asking him about the presidency, but it seems likely Trump's going to run. And if Trump's going to run, I just it seems well, it, very hard to, it, I, to even justify doing that. And if Trump doesn't run, I would say DeSantis has probably got the the, the best chance of, yeah. get, of garnering his endorsement which would go a long way in this unless and, unless Mike Pence can mount a, a, a formidable campaign the thing I've always said though is it seems like he he maybe is is working toward a like a, a cabinet position in a right, in a Republican president that's still two and a half years away that's true too yeah vice president DeSantis is vice president two governors on the ticket what do you I, think about that I, well, you get the Midwest and the and the Southeast. That's a good geographic. But two governors, boy, I, I see Trump's that. vice president. He's not. I mean, I used to think maybe he wants to be. Tr- Trump's going to need a new vice president, obviously. When uh, I could candidate. see, I could. Uh, I don't know, but Trump just called him a rhino. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see that combination. You know, I, I think that's honestly, I think something like that's the most likely cabinet vice president, sort of part of another administration. I, I would say cabinet uh, level, unless Mike Pence gets the nomination. Or is a front runner. I could see uh, that goes my governor and governor, but Pence is a, 
as uh, vice president behind his name. I can see it. Maybe it's Ricketts. Maybe Sass and Ricketts are forming the secret all Nebraska ticket. Well, that could be. But uh, so we could be could be having a very not good chance of winning too. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to have a, a, a audio bug in the Nebraska breakfast in DC every Wednesday? Yeah, be interesting. Ooh. Be very interesting. Number four. The group that wants to legalize medical marijuana sued the state to overturn a requirement that makes it harder to qualify for the ballot as it forces petitioners to get signatures from large number of rural counties. Actually, the organizers have until July 7th to gather about 87,000 signatures from registered voters. 5% of registered voters in 38 counties is the other thing that's a defining factor. The lawsuit after uh, comes from the Nebraskans for medical marijuana. Uh, what happened is they lost one of their biggest donors that uh, was paying the paid circulators, paid petition signature gatherers. Now they're trying to do it voluntarily, and it's just not happening. And I'll rhetorically ask the same question that I asked Joe Jordan: If this is, if if you think you've got a good chance of of succeeding on this being unconstitutional, how is it that a petition effort hasn't gone this route before to try and change this? Because how much would this change have helped? scads of petition drives over the course of the last multiple multiple years well it would have made it a lot a lot less expensive and a lot easier on uh, minimum wage (laughs) like uh, if they're they're successful there are going to be a whole lot of people that are kicking themselves saying hey why didn't i think of this why didn't i do that which makes me a little it, it makes me wonder about the real the the real winning possibility here and then like I asked Joe, too, the question is, okay, let's say they win a preliminary injunction, but so then what do you do with the existing signatures? What do you do? Do you just take that rule away and just have a number numeral threshold? Um, you just kind of strike out line items, strike that thing out? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions, but it is pretty amazing. I mean, this, this medical marijuana effort has, I, I think... I think people who are in the in the know tend to think that they probably will have the votes for it if it ever goes to the ballot. But they have had a no good, bad luck, horrible run of events. Yes, they have for the last two years with this whole thing. And despite potentially having having the votes behind them, and it goes to show that in order to get these things done, it takes a lot of money. Uh, absolutely. Yep. That's money is key to getting petition initiatives. Uh, uh, Moving. Probably easier to get volunteers in Lincoln and Omaha than it is to get the 5% in, you know. Oh, yeah. Box Butte or something, you know. Yeah, well, Box Butte, uh, Stottsbluff County, I mean, yeah. those are all rural counties. You know, you might have a little better chance in Lincoln County. If but, you could, but if you could go find people there and pay them, it would be different, but you only have so much. So, And, and you have people to sign them is the other thing right. in those counties as well. Number three. Miss Lucy, uh, Juliana Minipeg, who captured the heart of her owners, uh, Ron and Dee Badorf, uh, knew their presence. They didn't know the, her presence in their home violated city council, but after city council unanimously waived it, Juliana gets to stay. So these are both military veterans, and, and uh, Margaret Reist had this story from the Lincoln Journal Star. Wasted again in Margaret Reistville. Um these are two military veterans. Um, she was in the Army for 14 years, served in a tours in Iraq and Kosovo. He was in the Marines in 1995, spent time in Afghanistan. And they apparently feel very strongly about this this pig that basically provides provides them support and moved here in 
in 2020 they brought the pig got a notice from animal control when they had taken the, the their son's dog to the humane society because he it snapped at the snapped at the pig but here's the interesting thing about it it got too big because according to Margaret Reese's story is that they weren't following the directions on the pig food and were giving it a whole bunch more food than it actually needed and so it ballooned up to 150 pounds yeah but that's no, that's no bigger than some of those big uh great danes how, how big is your how, how big are your dogs caleb um ella would be she's about 44 pounds tucker is in the neighborhood of 70 okay so one half a pig but you can get you know mastiffs and some of those that are very large St. Bernard's. Yeah. I don't know if they get to 150. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can get the horse breed of dog. Yeah. <laughs> so they so they came in with letters from a doctor's commercial confirming the emotional support. They came in with neighbors who are supportive. They had all of this stuff. The city, one of the city council members went out and visited the pig last weekend, and they made an exception for him. They made an exception, and so Lucy gets to stay, but they're not changing the ordinance. So anyway. Interesting story. Uh, it just kind of an oxymoron to have a 150-pound mini pig. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> Number two. Former President Trump uh, back on Twitter, sort of. Someone reposted all of Trump's messages from Truth Social under the new Twitter profile, President Donald J. Trump's Truth Social Posts. Uh, the description of the account says President Donald J. Trump's Truth Social Posts on Twitter, making sure President Trump is heard. While he and Devin Nunes focus on Truth Social, 210 messages that Trump has posted on Truth since February. Each reads, please follow and retweet. So, I'm what? still 260-some thousand down the list to get on Truth You still not in? No, because you only move up after a let- donation is made to some campaign. Oh, wow. Really? I get about Jeez. 10 to 12 of them a day oh, from different... Brother. Um, uh, organizations, you know, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, the National Republican Congressional Con- uh, Congress, uh, yeah, conference, individual Wait. candidates. Well, that's crazy. Um, yeah. but, but this is what I thought. As soon as Trump got banned from Twitter, this is what I thought would happen. I thought he would just, you know, make available a screenshot of a statement or something, or just the notes app on his phone. And then, and then send it, and people would then start tweeting it out, and it would get around everywhere. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised this didn't happen before, but now they're using it, and they, they can promote truth. So, well, and, truth social, and, and you have the Musk influence. Yeah, and the, and there's probably that too. That's part of it too. But they're going to be playing whack a mole if you had people just screenshotting little comments that right. he had made in his state, even it's just his statements. Which they ended up coming out on Twitter anyway. So, and frankly, and frankly, I'll tell you this: for those who are opposed to Donald Trump, uh, I'm not sure keeping him off Twitter is the best bet for you to reach your goals either. <laughs> I think you might be better served for him to to stay there. I'm just saying, if you're trying to get people to constantly check that app, having Donald Trump on Twitter is better for you as a business. That's that's true too. Absolutely, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely true. What if Musk finds out that it's a Donald J. Trump, the real one, the one that's been banned, is actually a bot? <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Five percent. That puts it over the top. No more sale. Deals off. Number one. Two top U.S. defense intelligence officials testifying today uh, about what the government knows about UFOs, unidentified yes. flying objects. First hearing on it in 50 years. Finally, the truth is out there, and we're going to learn it today. Think we're going to have any? I mean, we're going to have anything? Groundbreaking on this whole thing. Starts at 8 o'clock, so it starts in five minutes. House Intelligence Committee's Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation sub, uh, Subcommittee. So you'll have the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security, the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, are going to be in front of that. And then there's a closed-door classified briefing. That's when the alien stuff comes out. Yeah. By the way. That's when they tell... Basically, Congressman, it's gonna. They'll come out the video, and they'll be interviewed wide-eyed, and all of those sorts of things. So, 144 reports unidentified aerial phenomenon. Only one of which investigators were able to explain by the end of the study that they undertook on this. So, 143 still never explained. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Can you imagine if uh, somebody from another planet landed and walked up to you or me and says? Take me to your leader. Who would you go to? Who would you take him to? I would take him to Mark Vale. <laughs> Valian, alien, alien, failian. Seven fifty six. It's Ellen K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you you're listening to Ellen K today with Jack and Friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. I got to be careful when I'm dancing in the studio. People come in. I don't I knock them over. Uh, you about truck sticked, Amy. Sorry about that, Amy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, you get these good jams right at the top of the take a little Eve with Gwen Stefani here. It's a blessing and a curse. It is. All right. Uh, we, hey, we have time for a top five Tuesday this week. We're giving you a new phone, hypothetically. It only has five. You can only put five third-party apps on it. All right, you can have your standard phone, text, email, what what comes on your phone, whatever. Right, five third-party apps. That's it. You got to narrow it down. Which five are you picking? We'll figure it out. You can tell us next on KLIN. All right, it's eight oh nine. Welcome in on this May seventeenth, twenty twenty two. We got sixty seven degrees in the capital city. You've got to tune to LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. And it's been a while since we've had time to do a top five Tuesday, our little ranking exercise. We like to break out during Tuesdays, and uh, we posed a question to you earlier in the show today. I thought this was just an interesting scenario. I was trying to figure it out for myself, and so now I share it with all of you. Let's say hypothetically, I'm giving you a a, a free phone, okay? Uh, and it 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 comes with the normal when you you know when you get your when you get a phone, an Android or an Apple, it, it usually comes with the, the stock developer apps, which is mm-hmm. the phone. Let's just say the phone, the browser, text messaging, um, usually the Maps app. You've so, got a place for your photos but to go. Google into and Apple email. all have their native apps. And then you usually add on third-party apps. Oh, yeah. So we're saying, in addition to the native apps, you get, number one, free of charge, the KLIN app. and that So that's number one. And then five third-party apps. Five, th- but only five. So you can't... I mean, I got five pages of apps on my phone right now, Caleb. So I have to do some major, major whittling down here. Well, this is this. A, this is letting me know how many apps I have on my phone. It's a good exercise. That I don't need. It's a good exercise just looking through do, and saying... Do you have an iPhone or do you have an I have Android? an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. So 
you have the same thing of if you don't use your in if you don't access an app yeah it'll in go, a while it'll, it'll go to the cloud it'll go to the cloud yeah i've got like a page that is nothing but do you want to download these from the cloud for, so for mine i was uh, okay I, I i still i still have like seven on my list and I still am afraid that I don't. I, I know I'm keeping Twitter for sure, okay? I'm keeping Twitter for sure. It's the first one I kicked out. That's the, that's <laughs> that's one I'm keeping. It's my most used app. I, I suppose I could do it through a browser, but that sounds terrible. Well, if you're keeping that, do we want to do our countdown from five to one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm. <laughs> Did you forget how to do the segment? <laughs> yes. Yes. Just go ahead. You know, you, yes. you, you can get Twitter through your browser if you keep a browser on your iPhone. I know, but that sounds terrible. So I'll make Twitter. Fine. I'll do my five is Twitter. <laughs> you do yours next. Uh, my number five is Snapchat. Oh, brother. I Well, it's I, it, it's easy communication back and forth with me and my fiance. And oh. it's it's we, we use it a lot for Millie in the morning and afternoon when I'm at work and then she's at work. Uh, yes, we could just take a picture and send it through the okay, text you, message. Okay, you anticipated my question. Why don't you just text like everyone because, else? Because it... The, Why? This is how I... I mean, I communicate with my wife, too, but it's just Because I don't texting. need to save every one of those pictures onto my phone. It, it's okay to say that you don't understand it. No, no, I under... It deletes them. Why, why do you want to delete them? I it, mean, it's very easy to... It, you have Your phone has plenty of storage on it. It's a different way to converse. And there's also groups why? that I have with me and it's my a, cousins on there. Okay, I sort of get that. Why don't you just text them? It works in a different way by doing it through Snapchat. It's easier to do group stuff right. in Snapchat, isn't it? Yeah. No. I mean... It's fine. Group text is very simple and easy okay. to use. Yeah, group text, and then one person doesn't have an apple, and all of a sudden, everything's yeah. green. Oh, yeah. okay. That's a big... That's okay. like WhatsApp is, is that way. Yeah, know. there's a lot of people use WhatsApp for, what for extended is. family conversation. All right, what's your number five, Mark? Uh, DuckDuckGo. What is that? That well, is a this. browser that tr- does not track or keep any information on you. Ooh. Okay, that sounds nice. It's not always that I use it, but there's sometimes where I don't want to be tracked. I don't want to get an Ooh, ad. It's very nefarious. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> you know, if I'm traveling and want to find something in an area, I'll go there okay. because I don't want to have somebody know that I'm there. Okay. So duck, duck, go. All so right, watch your kneecaps. Uh, that too, and my toenails. <laughs> Number four, I got to keep Spotify. I got I got to keep Spotify. Um music source listen to the Jack Mitchell podcast on there and the LNK today with Jack and Friends podcast on there which you can do it. I do have my Kalean app for live streaming but I I can use that for for all of those other things plus music. So, I don't know. I probably am I not supposed to say that on the radio? No, you can, you can I, say I, that. I would I would keep Spotify. But if I'm looking at what my phone has and I know I can get the Jack Mitchell podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That's natively on my phone. Okay. Well, I was just trying to promote my podcast. I'd mainly I listen to music. Yeah, You've right. got a podcast. Shut it. Um, <laughs> my number four is the uh, is Instagram. Oh, really? So, so social media there. God, you are a millennial with your, listen to your two picks so far. Yeah, I know. Right? Snapchat and Instagram. <laughs> I don't wow. have any social media in mind. What do you think? Okay. So you're keeping Instagram for what's for you, Mark? Uh, our groceries. Just the grocery list. Okay, so is that an app? Yeah. You have an app? What's it called? Our Groceries. Oh, well, our Groceries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that in that vein, I'm going to do, I'm going to keep my Alexa app because that's where we do our. 
and we don't allow Alexa anywhere near the house, ever. Near the house? Near any of us. <laughs> well, I have one on my watch, so it's been by you a lot, just FYI. It's, that's fine. It okay. doesn't pay any attention to me. All right. Uh, yeah, I'd do I that because... contract out on Alexa. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because I, uh, I use my... my I need the, gro- the grocery list would be... Uh, really annoying. We have really relied on that process over the last couple of years, which, uh, which is uh, the kids are a little over reliant on it, but otherwise it's worse. I have so. not touched it's, that app in literal years. Oh, really? Yeah, I, 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 that's that's the that is ninety five percent of why I, I mean, use it. I, I, get, I get the the Alexa set up in the room, and then that's it. I do not touch the. app. You don't touch actual app for the. You don't do the grocery list thing. No, should. It's amazing. No, we write them on sticky notes. That's okay. Wow. Uh, 2016 called. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number three is not a social media. It's my NUFCU mobile app, my mobile banking. Oh, okay. Yes, I could do that through a browser, but in the same vein that you talked about Twitter, it is much easier to use my banking app. Yeah, banking apps are important one. Right there, get the notifications anytime there's a uh, a payment goes through or there's a deposit. Yep. Okay. What's a deposit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Mark, right. what do you have for number what are we on? Radar three. scope. Three radar, radar scope. It's, okay. it's a it's a paid well, you get the free version, but I have the pro version. Pay an annual fee and it is just really good radar. Yeah. I have my radar, which I've had for a long time. It's it's free, but I would I I think I would have to. I think I would feel pretty lost and frustrated without yeah, that. Yeah. I so, rely on my radar or uh, radar scope a lot. Maybe I should get radar scope then. I do, I'm used to my radar though, and the the kind of the it's very difficult to change. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. So there's our number three. 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 You're on okay. number two now. Yeah, I, and mine's my radar for number two. So. Okay. Uh, mine, my number two baby monitor. I've got the oh. app to my phone that makes it very convenient. You futuristic parents. It's very nice. It is very nice. Also, Megan uses it when she's at work to check that I actually put Millie in her crib for a nap. <laughs> instead of sleeping, laying on you, <laughs> you mean? Yeah. Instead of me just keeping her on the couch and using her as a weighted blanket. <laughs> she's like, Hey, you're going to ru- you're going to ruin her routine. Just, just for this Tuesday, just let her nap right <laughs> she here. She checks up on you. <laughs> All right. Mark. So I would delete it on her phone. <laughs> Take a nap Tuesday. Yeah. What do you have for number two, Mark? Waze. Oh, the the uh, driving app. The driving app. You like that one? You think that yeah. one's superior to everything else? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Why do you think that? Well, it just it updates you. It alerts you to. I mean, it's all crowdsourced, uh, but it's also now been integrated with a lot of uh, city traffic information. So the integration has just been really, really good. And especially uh, as much as I drive, uh, to know that you've got something coming up just gives you a little more uh, head heads up on situations that could be developing. Yeah, I've heard I've used it too and I've found it to be probably the best one as well. I don't remember which one the Apple one. I've had problems with the Apple native one. I think the Google one's better than Apple. Yeah, in terms yeah it of maps, is. It but, is, but ways uh, just pops up stuff yeah. quicker. And uh, you know and but the one thing that I don't like about any of them is that they will take you places where if you're in a motor coach that's over 12 and a half feet tall, you shouldn't go. Oh, it can't, it can't it pre-program not to, no. not to, interesting. You should be able to program the height of your vehicle and, yes. into it. I yeah, mean, that would be when nice. I was in Chicago once, I tried to travel like six miles to get under a bridge. And I should, mm. it only had to really go about a mile. Interesting. 
Uh, for my number one, I, I, I've got a few candidates, and I think I've landed on one. I thought about I thought about Uber just because in in some sort of an emergency, I feel like that's would always be good to have. That that would be one you can't really do very easily on a browser. So I thought about that. I thought about the Chipotle app <laughs> because it is it is dangerous. It is so easy though. The ones where they have the drive through that's just for people who order on the app. Man, it's nice. Uh, but I ended up with. I ended up with Yahoo Sports. I am so, I have I have been on that app since it was called Sportacular. I don't like ESPN's app. I don't like any of the sco- I love Yahoo. I have it set up for notifications for all the games I care about and everything else. I use it so much. I think I'd be lost without it for for keeping track of what's going on with with sports games. So, that's my number 1. My number 1 is Twitter. Okay. They just the the amount that I use it. Yes, you could probably we do shared it through one. a browser, but man, just the ease of use being in the app. We shared one. Exciting. Look at us. The right. bridge between generations. Mark and I shared a radar app. Mark and I shared multiple of them, kind of. Sort of, so, kind of. Yeah. And and on, on my number one, I guess, or where are we? One at five. One, yeah. One. Uh, I've got Flight Aware, but I think it might also be Uber. I, I, yeah. It's pretty, pretty convenient when you're in another, but I use Flight Aware a lot. Yeah. And then the other one that was on uh, flight away, just when you're traveling or for other reasons? Oh, just for the fun of it. Really? <laughs> I keep, well, I've got several friends that fly and mm-hmm. I track them. And Wow. All and right. uh, if, if I'm looking at picking somebody up, it's a lot more accurate than the airline websites. Yeah. Uh, okay. So some of the ones that say, uh, Chris Nolley, this says KLIN. Storm. Well, that's a native to everybody. Yeah, we yeah, said he'll, he'll that was that before. He can add text. another one. I've, I've got that on mine, too. Oh, uh, XM, Sirius XM. Uh, Venmo and McDonald's. I should, Venmo was on my list too. Venmo um, and, is, and he nice. says if he gets another one besides KLIN, he would add Spotify. Okay, okay. Jason says Facebook, Strava. Do we know what Strava is? Caleb, do you know what Strava Isn't is? Isn't that a, a breakfast dish? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a cycling and running app. Oh, okay, cycling and running. That, cool. That's Got not it. Strata. Uh, I'm sorry. Amazon, Pocket Casts, and and. Tune in radio, which he says how I listen to LNK today. It'd be better to listen to it on the KLN app, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> a lot better. Let's see, Gary says uh, Bible study, Quake. Is Quake a game? I don't know. It was Quake. What's Quake? That sounds like a game. Uh, Nobody's mentioned a game, by the way. Oh, it's, just an, it's an alerts and map. Oh, it's Earthquake. Yeah, that's a um, national. Um, Is that really about earthquakes? I think it's U.S. Geological Survey. Okay. Let, let us yeah. know, Gary, if we're. Really? Okay. Yeah, I had that for a while when I was... The, and then he's got Company Cam. Shout out local local business here blowing up. Company Cam. Uh, he's got Flight Trader 24. Well, new, new, uh, new. It's maybe a flight the, tracker. That's a flight tracker similar to what you were talking yeah. about. And then he says Facebook. And I've delete. I don't even have Facebook on my phone anymore. I deleted it. I'm getting very close to deleting I it. Deleted <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, there you go. I think um, I probably should have put Venmo in mine. I'm starting to become a little reliant on that for... Yeah. Uh, Megan, I, by the way, said Instagram, Snapchat, Spotify, Target, TikTok. Target? TikTok. Oh, yeah. There's Target orders. We, we oh, do for a lot, ordering online? We do a lot I thought of you did orders. their circle thing. I don't understand their the the app thing when you well, open you it re- in you the... Don't got a, you don't got a red card? I, I do have that, but the circle thing that you sort of... I don't know. I tried it a few years ago. Where you like, there's deals that you kind of get when you walk by them or something. I don't. I was I, confused. I will be it. honest. I do not understand what's happening the, with circle. The circle thing. 
No, the red card is that's good. I do I do that. Yeah, what are the best what are the best like go to see I'll say Sam's Club is yeah. is the best like go to national app for retail because you I can just, scan your stuff on your yep. phone and you don't even have to go through the line. Mm-hmm. I just use it for my fuel. Or for your fuel. That's the other thing. That's what I use. That is probably my most to me that and Chipotle are the best large scale national retail or restaurant apps. But I do have an what, app. What do you use? For, um well, I don't do any for the the groceries because I just let right. Megan set up what groceries because yeah. she's going to make sure Millie gets fed too. But and do you I, use any restaurant uh, or retail regular apps? Not really. Not really? I have an app for the um, the car wash that I'm a member for. Got a monthly membership. There's an app with it. Yeah. So how I, did you I can find see a car wash here? Yeah, I know. I threw a rock and just said wherever this lands. <laughs> it's nice though when you pull up in that app lane. And there's a there's a line of people ready to pay, and I pull up in the app lane. I'm like, well, sorry, suckers. Wow, I didn't know about that one. Uh, The other one I have national uh, mark. I have the I like Home Depot's, um, mainly because it knows when you're in the store and you can pull up. I'm always looking for something that I don't know where it is, and you can just search right there and find it. I just walk in the door, I pull it out, search it right away, and I know which aisle I'm going to. You may have just forced one true value store that I'm aware of. To close their doors. No, I, I, listen, <laughs> they get plenty. They, and, and, and it is nice because they show me directly where to go every time that I go there. And I was there multiple times this last weekend. So I spread I spread it around depending on what I need. So, so yeah, do we got another one? Yeah, we got two more. Uh, Debbie has uh, HQ. Wait, is that the trivia game? Hold on, what is H? Am, am I, do you remember that trivia game that used to... Yeah, HQ Trivia. Is that still a thing? That was great. It was so fun. It was like a live show they did. I actually won it once. I won some money on it once. I still haven't even claimed it. Oh. HQ. I didn't know that was still a thing. I thought that was done. I might need to get that again. Horse Show Tracker. Nice. Huskers. That's good. Fitbit. I considered Fitbit. I have a Fitbit, and I would, yeah, with without the app, my watch would be a mess. So I actually consider that one. And she's got Facebook number, number one, too. All right, uh, and then Brad and Fox Hollis says flight aware. A lot okay. of flight ones, you guys. Yep. I don't even have one of those. Uh, weather bug is the weather yep. one that he goes with. Words with friends. Yeah. I didn't know that was still a thing that people are doing. Shark tracker. <laughs> is that what it sounds like? Yeah, uh, it should be good in Fox Hollow, I think. Yeah, and then Skyview Light. It's also good around Holmes Lake. Yeah, that's yeah. Let me know, Brad, if you ever spot one of those. And things. what was the other one? Almost like Skyview Light. Because oh. we've got Skylight. That's the digital frame that you can email your pictures to. Kids. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is Skyview Light is stargazing. Oh, okay, yeah. But you like the sports ones, huh, Jack? I just need the one. I just need that Yahoo Sports one. I considered my Yahoo Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Sports app, just because I, I use that a lot yeah, with my friends. I just friends. don't need. So- does I, Yahoo Sports cover all sports? Yeah. Even golf? I mean, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's got all the European soccer stores, notifications. It's just my go-to. I, I just F1. don't like the ESPN one as much yep. for whatever reason. All right, that's good. Do you, you know that a lion will never play golf, but a tiger would? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> tiger. Oh, God. Hey, 26. That took way too long. Oh, my God. A26 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. 
waking babies in the North Bottoms, and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska volleyball, John Baylor. It's nice because in the in the moments before JB starts the jack attack with me, I just used uh, you know free free yeah. uh, post secondary counseling. Yeah, people are always asking for college free advice, ideas, and free then ad- doctors get ticked off at me when I ask for help with the fungal disorder. Hey, hey, hey! You you were a lawyer once, weren't you? Yeah. You think I ever get that one? It's yeah. <laughs> How do you, I get out of you, this problem? You were a lawyer once. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I haven't practiced in a court of law or with any filings for nearly 20 years, but shoot away. I'm sure I'm the best person to ask. Lawyers are getting 350 400 an hour. They're going to take 10 minutes of your time. 350 400 You know what my rate was? No. 160 Solid. <laughs> I was nice. the bargain basement. You're making I was the dollar bar- sixty an hour. That is nice. You're making a little more than that here. Good for you. I was, no, no, my yes, I was. I was making much less. I was making much less than that. But you had to get me to yep. to work on your. Uh, your dispute with your landlord or your fa- your family law matter. You were paying one hundred sixty an hour. My sister's a lawyer. My dad was a lawyer. They earn every penny. I don't happily pay those legal checks, yeah. but I realize you've earned every. How did penny. you not go down that path? My dad was a little disappointed. I bet he was. I I was planning on it, but then I realized in my first job after college as a banker, what lawyers actually did. I'm like, whoo, dodge that bullet. People, uh, the people from uh, my era who, who stuck with it through the entire time, I've got <sighs> nothing but respect for you because it. It's a little rugged. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I would have loved law school. It's a whole make money after law school I would have yeah. struggled with. And and by the way, law school. Fun. I don't know. Fun. Yeah, there's a lot of fun oh. parts of it. Finals week is not fun. But Studying you, for the bar isn't tough. And UNL professors, genius. They're, they're great. Brilliant. But I will still continue to say, uh, I think in some ways, and it's probably changed in 20 years, but not much. law school tells teaches you how to think, mm. right? But... The practical things that go along with being a lawyer are so different depending on all kinds of factors. And the first time I walk into to Lancaster County District Court, I need to know the local customs, right? I need mm-hmm. to know what motions are, are sort of needed. I, I, I don't need to know how to, to think deeply about legal theory in that moment. Here's what I've heard. LSAT's got nothing to do with law school, which has nothing to do with the bar, which has nothing to do with being a lawyer. Otherwise, it's all related. It's not, a, it's not a fully. I mean, look, I got. I got to be a little careful here, my friends, at that because I. I think a, a lot about the University of Nebraska College of Law. I really think a lot about them, um, and and I have a lot of friends over there. It's a great law but school. It's what you're saying is not un, is not fully untrue. I'm not saying they're unrelated in that they don't prepare you for the next stage, but the actual content. My understanding is has very little to do with what you're going to actually do very in the true. next step. There was a huge chunk of the the bar exam that like, I never used, yeah. and you kill yourself you know, forever to get ready for that. Corp, cor, corporation stuff like that, uh, uh, commercial paper and rules about that, mm. that kind of but stuff. It, it's a credentialing process, and right. it's yeah, a very it. important job. It's so, the worst summer of my life, oh. preparing for the bar. Yes. Yep. I'm uh, looking outside, sitting up there on uh, East Campus, up in the library, looking out a window. Everybody out biking and playing baseball and having barbecues. And, right and there passage. I am, and there I am reading tort case law. You know, it just, whew. We're making the legal profession not very appealing right now in the ears of any 
17-year-old hey, listening to us. I think it's class. the only thing that got me this job, though. I don't think it would have happened oh. without that. What I, like, what I like to say is law school is kind of like uh, driving a car, but understanding how the engine works. Uh, because most of us just know how to drive a car. Mm-hmm. And so if you went to law school, not only you, are you very equipped to, to succeed at life, you kind of understand how things work. That's why you see so many lawyers yeah. and as athletic directors, as CEOs, as very influential you know, wingmen and yeah. women in corporations. Uh, my closest group, it's interesting, my closest group of friends from law school consists of, of maybe 20 people. I would say maybe five of them are actual practicing attorneys what are they doing instead right now got a friend i got a friend who's a banker mm. um i've got a friend well some of them a couple of them became judges so that's a that's a little bit different they were originally practicing i got one of them who's who's kind of a who's a corporate lawyer who isn't in private practice now and and doing that kind of stuff i'm trying to think of, of some of the other ones but yeah it's a real it's a real wide variety in terms of what people ended up doing um, and then I got the weirdest story of them all. Now you think you think you you disappointed your dad when you didn't become a lawyer. Try making the phone call to your parents that you're going to quit your job as a lawyer and go host a radio show while 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 they're on an international trip. How'd that go? My they gave me my mom and my dad they they gave me this phone. Number. They were all, so this is two thousand what six two thousand six. Mm-hmm. They were they had planned this big trip for years to go to Italy and they they were going there and the summer there and it was fine they were they were going there they said we got this I don't know what it is a satellite whatever you could get in 2006 to call internationally they said only in, if something emergency happens you've got to call so you called call this phone and I get offered this job while they're in Italy and you called them and I call them the phone rings and they think somebody died sure and I said nothing bad happened don't worry. But I am thinking about leaving my job as an attorney to go host a radio We're show. on the next flight home. <laughs> so, number one, they were mad at me for calling. Number two, I think they were at the time a little flabbergasted, but here we are. Hey, almost, it worked tw- out. Almost, almost uh, 17 years later. And, and your local celebrity COVID, can't get so, through a grocery store. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm no Ken Shimmick. Shimmick's got the hardest time. Sure. Shimmick's got the hardest time. Uh, your Nicklin Hameses, your, sure. your Scott Frost. You know, but you know who does a lot of his own grocery store shopping? No idea. Darren Erstad. big grocery store guy. Okay, big grocery store guy. This is good factual information to have. You ever notice in the city of Lincoln? I don't know. Do you get do you get groceries much? Yes. I don't. I see. That, this is the thing about the city of Lincoln. I'd like to try an experiment once. How long does it take me every time to go in the grocery store until I see somebody I know? I don't think I would ever, and even probably excluding the regular employees that I know. I bet I, I bet it would take less than ten minutes. You are a well-connected young man. Oh come on, you. I mean, you are too. Well, I go to different <laughs> grocery stores. That's part of the challenge. Okay, you don't do the neighborhood thing. Don't do the. I try to do a little thing. bit. Of, I move Nick, about, mix and match. I like to I help. shop. I go to, I go to two. The one main one is where I see shop yeah. local. I like to shop local. Yeah, me too. Keep the dough local. But yeah, I did bump into people, but I'm not sure my over-unders, what did you say, 10 minutes? I think I could do, Okay. I think I could rarely be 10 minutes without, depending on the time of day, if I'm going to 2 in the morning, that's a different story. It's a, it's a small, big city? Right. All right. I think that's fascinating. Uh, Aconita, Texas. Seriously. First Jordan Larson. Okay, Lang. Oh, that's right. Jordan. I didn't even think of that obvious connection. The rivalry is intact. Oh, but man. hey, you know, we got Caitlin Horde from Penn State. These elite athletes are just moving around. My goodness. The Nebraska-Texas back-and-forth pipeline is mm. 
is significant. Started with man. Lexi. That did not go over Started well down there. Started with the, this was the player to be named later in that deal, perhaps. Good point. Well, and if you extend it to football, Casey Thompson came Casey up here. Casey Thompson. The, num- the number of other uh, guys that were in the transfer portal picking between Texas and Nebraska. And-, and then all the Texas athletes we used to get for the football program. <laughs> this is about time. <laughs> as far as they're concerned, yeah. that they're going to have a reverse Jeez. flow. Yeah, this one's going to be tough. Texas volleyball has, has almost always struggled passing. And so that really neutralizes all the amazing front row athletes they're able to recruit. And these are some of the the finest in the sport at that level. But the setters can't get them the ball, typically, because they so often struggle. They had one great libero in the mid-teens for like four years. She was really good her last two years. I can't think of any others. And we're talking 25 years. So uh, Kayleigh's going to solve that in a hurry. And they so gotta, she'll be a libero there. Is that expected? They, they got a libero from UCLA. I, oh, wasn't the UCLA I, libero, wasn't she third-team All-American? Something like that, yep. So they got, they're loaded now in the back row, and they've got their, you know, Logan Eggleston's coming back, and Skylar Fields transferred to USC. That's a big loss, but they brought in some other, you know, 6'4", somebody or other. Well, from, they still have the O'Neal girl. Boy, she's been around forever. Texas right? does? Yeah. Jeez. Caleb, he's got this, this is, stuff figured out. He, yeah. he, it's no uh, Jermaine O'Neal's daughter. Oh, oh, I thought you meant O'Neal, Nebraska. Asia. Asia I thought you O'Neal. meant someone... Asia. I thought you meant someone from O'Neill, Nebraska, Asia O'Neil. and I was like, how is John Cook letting players from our backyard go down and become Longhorns, and all of a sudden I'm upset at the coach, and I shouldn't have been. They had a kid from Millard South years ago, but there are no other Nebraskans to my knowledge who's okay, played that's for good. Texas. That's good. But Asia O'Neill's been there forever, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that Atkinson-West Holt pipeline to Austin, Texas. I don't know. They'd be smart to do it, probably. It's a hotbed. <laughs> and they got a new setter. Their setter retired. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So a lot of change down there. Well, yeah, they changed set- they changed setters during the match against they were, Nebraska. They were angry at each other during that match. There was a little or feisty, a little internal something something going on. Those in things that happen one. sometimes. Chemistry. You know, I hope Kayleigh's aware of the chemistry issues down there. She's down there to solve it. She's going to be the bridge. Yeah, okay. Guys, we got to get along. When are we getting a schedule here for this yeah, season? Big Ten conference schedule. They it normally comes out end of May. They say they're going to try to get at, get it out earlier this year, but I haven't heard word one. All right. I think we're going to play twenty games. Okay. And they're going to be against uh, conference opponents. That's helpful. Thank and, you. And uh, typically Wednesdays, hey. Saturdays, or Fridays, Saturdays. Hey, aren't we, uh, wasn't it a year ago that we were playing the, the, the club NCAA volleyball tournament in the basement of the Quest Center, CHI Health Center? Was that just a year ago? Oh, that's right. Oh, well, in the been spring. The, the, because the fall 2020 got moved to the spring sure. 2021. Yeah, so. We had two seasons in, in that. 2021, time. yeah, I'm in withdrawal right now. Yeah, that was just a year ago. <laughs> I was we hoping were... to add a third season every year. Now they're nice. back to one. They're going the wrong direction. That'd be nice. Well, we're not far away. We've got a few months here. We'll be, we'll be getting going but with this whole so thing. So much expectation for this season. And you look back, this, the seasons the Huskers have struggled when there's huge expectations, preseason number one, all that stuff. So uh, Coach is a lot smarter than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be tough because everyone's expecting this team to be will amazing. They, will they be like one, two, three in the preseason rankings you expect? And number one. No. Yes. I think it'll be preseason number one. Wire to wire. Yeah. Wire to wire. This is the year. But you, you, you look at 01, you look at 06, you look at 16. These are all years, preseason one or it's two. It's a new era. Not new worried. era. New era. Not worried. See, remember what Not I've always said? Uh, Huskers have struggled managing expectations. So I'm here to try to bring everyone back down a hey. little bit and stay calm. Hey, hey, how about uh, how about Ronda Ravel? How about that oh, softball she's team? She's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, like four years ago, 
apparently her job was in jeopardy and she just reinvented herself and look at her it, you know she's it's not like suddenly Rhonda forgot how to coach softball right it's there was you know who knows what happened back then but you, you got some people who don't get along we don't we don't really know what happened anyway she adjusted or the players adjusted yeah. and realized how great a coach she's always been and this is just magic yeah and, and it's a time when softball's never been hotter the TV ratings are off the charts, and Nebraska's right in the hunt. But has anyone ever heard of Oklahoma softball this year? <laughs> Holy smokes. They end up lo- they, I think they ended up losing one, maybe. One game like a month or so ago. I think they, everyone had midterms or something. Yeah. But uh, North Carolina, uh, s- s- women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Is, is Oklahoma softball is like the new North Carolina women's soccer, untouchable. They love softball in Oklahoma. I mean, they got the world women's called World Series yeah. down there. We went through Oklahoma City and we drove out of Texas, saw that yeah. facility. It looks awesome. Looks they got, fun. They got nice highways down there. Uh, people. They got those Bucky's gas stations yeah, that, that look like the those, state fair combined with a those restaurant. Are a, those are a draw. They got that big high rise there in Norman. Uh, what else they got down there? Uh, <laughs> they've got a sweet Bricktown area. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. A lot's cooking. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, good yep, for them. By the way. Nebraska baseball still alive in the hunt, still alive. Oh, you, you go, you go. I, I need to pull up maybe John Bishop's tweet because he actually did all the hard research on this. Yeah, to... Every pitch, I want an update <laughs> on the chances from all the games that matter. Here's the the short way yes. of, of explaining it. Okay, yeah. according to W I N win win you, yes. win. Okay, okay, go three and zero. Yeah, that's helpful. If, if you go if you go three and zero against yes. Michigan State, then you need. One of four things. Number one, one of four. Number or, one. Or, or Purdue losing two of three to Maryland. Two. Michigan swept by Rutgers. Three. Indiana swept by Iowa. Four. Penn State swept by Illinois. <sighs> one of those four things. If you get the sweep, you just need one of those four things. You're it'll, cheering for the favorite in, in, in all those situations. And all those opposing teams have lots of incentive. Yes. Illinois yep. needs to win. They hey. Win the championship. Yeah. Nebraska also could go two and two out of three. Okay, Huskers can pass Purdue for eighth by winning two of three versus Michigan State, and Purdue is swept is Rutgers, as long as Northwestern loses at least once at Minnesota. I'm rooting for Illinois, just to bring a little joy to Champaign-Urbana. The weather there is always dank. It's like, give the folks a, something to smile about. I, I, I waited for three hours for that game to restart on Sunday night. I'm all oh. set up, ready to go, watch the thing. Uh, you know, got myself a little snack. It it's 9.30 forever. at night and seven minutes. Seven minutes, and they they lost it. So that was disappointing. So I, no, I have no love, no love for Illinois. Illinois, but they need a sweep this week. All right. Whenever That's I'm good. in Champaign, I, I I tweet if I see the sun. What is the best Big Ten? What's the big best Big Ten city to go? Which one do you look forward to most? Not West Lafayette. Um, not Iowa City. Not Piscataway. Good point. Not Piscataway. Hold everything. They, I, <laughs> I love New York City, so I do love the Rutgers trip. And they, it's hard to. They also also have like the miniature golf course version of a volleyball court there, <laughs> with different love, things for it to bounce off of the alligator head, that kind of thing. The windmill. <laughs> I do love the Maryland trip. Just zip right into the D.C. Um, oh yeah, and Penn State's terrible to get to, right? It's so tough to get to. There's not a lot to do. Um, uh, probably Madison. Ann Arbor. Madison. Uh, good point. Ann Arbor. Got to be Ann Arbor. Too. That's a cool. That's a Ann Arbor cool or Madison. Lots cooking. Minneapolis. Solid. Uh, so I have good times in Minneapolis and Ann yeah. Arbor and Madison. Those are, those are solid. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of Lincoln. You ever gone out here? I've been out here. Fabulous. Yes. This is a good trip. <laughs> huh, never been. Staycation. I'm just on a. We're going to this big staycation. We're going to the roller skating museum. Smart. First off. Oh, how do you get in? I Listen, mean the lines. Tuesday afternoon, forget it. Oh. Forget it. And it's like, show me the wing on roller skating history. I mean, uh, wait your turn. 
<laughs> Grab a ticket. We're going to spend an entire afternoon at oh. round one. <laughs> We're going to the mall. We're going to the mall. Uh, uh, just, is the roller what skating museum. If, 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 why don't we plop it right in the middle of a residential neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> what are some other underappreciated uh, let's parts see. of Lincoln? Uh, you know, I think Pioneer's Park, is, it's fairly it's known, point. but it's I think it's underappreciated. I agree. I like, would say Pioneer's Park is we underappreciated. We just went to family photos there. Last I'm not week. saying you're not personally oh, yeah. appreciated. No, no, no. I'm just saying why it should yeah. be more Every appreciated. Every time I go there, I'm like, this place is better than I... It's so cool. It's, and it's senior a... photos, you have to lean against a, a column. You have to lean against a lean column. Lean against a column. Yep. See if there's any old railroad yep. tracks to get Smart. by. That's yep. always good. They don't even give you the diploma if you don't have the lean against the column photo. <laughs> it's a prereq. If you got a cool car, you got to have one with a car, too. Lean against Don't the Mustang. Lean against the Mustang. Big belt buckle. That always helps. And then you got to have the lie-down photo. It's like... Do you lie down normally outdoors? Is this a... So the rest of your life, you're known as this lie down thing. It's the only time in your life you've been lying down in a field. All right. I'm going to think of more underappreciated yep. gems. All right. We'll, we're going to talk staycation next week. All underappreciated right. gems. I'm going to find a photographer. I'm going to go find a field. I'm going to go lie just down. Just lay down. Just like you... Just <laughs> lie like, down. Just like you would if there wasn't a photographer and, and there, right? Lean on an elbow. <laughs> and then ask folks, where's my diploma? <laughs> All right. All right. We got to go. Fire it up. Uh, it's 8.54. We'll take a break. Thank you, JB. Talk to you next week. We'll talk staycation next week. Jack attack. Lincoln, Nebraska. It's 8 5 I just said that. You listen to Lincoln News and Talk. 1499 KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, you have less than a week to get in on the Who Wants to Be a Stillionaire contest at KLIN.com. 5000 bucks, You win 5000 bucks. Why wouldn't you do it? KLIN.com also is still hosting free French wine tasting on Thursday the 19th from 5 to 8 to coincide with their French wine sales. So check out some French wines and... Tell the staff, give me the radio deal, and they'll hook you up with a handle of Tito's Vodka for just twenty five ninety nine plus tax. Uh, okay, uh, tomorrow on the show, uh, we are going to have, what, Chap Shad Wednesday? We're going to have Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. We're going to have John Bishop. Okay? And then let's skip ahead. Well, one day, Generation Collaboration back at it, 710. Uh, and we got baseball tickets for that. But I'll tell you what. We've also got a Big Ten tournament tickets. Got Big Ten baseball tournament tickets, too. That, that might become part of But more than anything, we got the pride factor, okay? So this is a call out to you Gen Xers. Let's go. Come out. Come out on Thursday. Call. Right? Have some fun. Be ready. And let's get some dubs on, on Thursday. And then Friday uh, is going to be a request line Friday. Given that we are entering, some schools have already had graduation. Some will the weekend after. We're going to do... The year you graduated. So the year you graduated, pick the song uh, that you want to from the year you graduated, and I think we'll have some fun with that. So that's coming up on Friday. 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.